Hello and welcome to another episode of Melissa Time. This is Melissa and it's time for this podcast. And we're right in the beginning of that middle dead zone week between the end of Christmas slash the last day of Hanukkah and the end of the year and the first day of the next one. That's awesome. Also, may or may not mean anything to you. I mean, at this point, I've seen enough New Year's and Christmases come and go to sort of be a little more blasé about it. I think you go through first the childlike illusion of the holiday season, all of the lights and the wonder and the mystery and the mystique of the guy in a red suit creeping into your house in the middle of the night and leaving wonderful glowing orbs of hope in the midst of the darkest time of the year and all that, right? And that kind of falls back into the old winter solstice celebrations where essentially what we're doing is soothing ourselves. Like we're self-soothing as a society for the fact that in order to heal or in order to feel better about the fact that we're living through the darkest, coldest, loneliest, most isolating, alienating time of the year. And back in the day, all of those words used to refer to the fact that we just weren't super well equipped for cold climates all of the time, or like, you know, the cold season every time, right? First, we were just too wild. There was no infrastructure. You know, you would just have to basically crawl into a cave and like shank a bear prison style so that you could, and, and also it's little babies so that your babies and you could crawl in and take up residence instead. And then that was like, that symbolically, I think is the foundation of everything we celebrate about this time of the year. And then, you know, we evolved, right? But then there were so many people who were just destitute, living off of rich people on their land because those people had the armies and the militias and the castles. And then we would just, you know, crouch in a little hut, like a little surf, just gnaw on moldy bread. And then the ergot laced in the bread would make you hallucinate. And then you would think you were a werewolf and you would just eat your neighbor's head. And so then we flash, you know, and then there was all the Celtic druids, all right, all that stuff. And people just being burned alive and big wicker men. And it was all, but that was all to, to bring some kind of warmth and light into our cold, desolate, wintry little worlds. And that's how we did it. That's how we felt hope by spilling the warm blood of our enemies and of the animals that would predate on us, right? Murdering the blood, dripping the warmth, the redness, right? The, the heat from the fire, uh, the merry screams of men being sacrificed to a, a magical child deity like Helios or Jesus, right? So, and it would give you hope and it would be a symbolic gesture of acknowledging the, the triumph of humanity over winter. And then the spring that was imminent, right? The youthful newborn springtime when we could plant and harvest once again. And so, you know, it's always been a dark time of year. 
existentially. What we are doing now is dark in a different way where our holidays are all highly encouraged and sponsored by huge mega corporations who treat this as this is their harvest time, right? So they now, you know, humans, we, we have reached a level of resource monopoly over all the other organisms on this planet you know this planet that eats itself that eats eat, we just eat each other we became we gave, we're the top eaters right if you don't believe me just look at your nearest cheesecake factory just peer in through the window and you see that we're superior consumers and to, to anything a bear and a jaguar you know we'll just eat anything and uh now we have no choice but to now turn on each other right so you get these big companies now they're they want our resources, right? Because there's nowhere else to go. The only resources are the ones that we all hold together, right? So now we got to do a thing every year where this machine kicks into gear and we just get kind of put on a conveyor belt where we're just fleeced like a bunch of sheep, right? For money and time and resources. Every single year we buy product, right? And that's their harvest, and that's why it's uh, crazy because, and it doesn't feel right because it's the wrong time of year for harvest. And we know that instinctively. This is the time of year for blood and warmth and fire and the screams of our enemies and the triumph over them into the end of the year, right? Getting past that long winter solstice and uh, that bloody fiery murder and the warmth of cuddling together with your loved ones in, in the middle of this cold and then getting off into the new year on a bright new start, you know, with all your dead enemies in the dust behind you as you stride forward into a new future for yourself and your loved ones. So that's, I think that's kind of the disconnect. And that's why it feels, so this is a different kind of cold desolateness now that the corporate holiday consumer winter, right? The soullessness of that paradigm, right? You have to just get pushed through the machine of the cold metal machine. Everything is predetermined for you. Everything you got to say, everything you got to do, everything you should buy and everywhere you should go. You should drink hot cocoa. You say happy holidays specifically now because now we live in a multicultural society and therefore it's the easiest way to not not rub anyone the wrong way whatsoever, right? Because we're not about killing each other's enemies anymore, especially not based on religion of, of all things, right? We've moved on from that. So now it's about being extremely passive and willing to consume what these corporations are presenting to you to consume for you and your children for the year. There you go. And so it doesn't feel right because this is supposed to come from you and instead it's coming from an external source that's like taking you like a puppet, you know, or just like machine-like, just kind of marching you through the motions of something that doesn't have meaning for you anymore. So, you know, that's, that's another, that's just a, it's just a variation on the same theme. Before we would fight winter, then we fought be, uh, depredation and poverty right? And now we're fighting poverty of the soul. 
And so don't feel weird about it if you don't feel particularly upbeat this time of year. That's what I'm trying to say. This is a hope hopeful message is what I'm trying to say. You know, the only people that feel true joy at this time of the year, and rightfully so, are children because they're stupid. And we call that innocence, but that's innocence is just like, aw, stupid. That's what it is. It's forgivable stupidity. That's what we that's what we like. It's the only kind of stupidity that gets a pass. All the other ones are your fault because you know better. At least at very least you know better, but children don't. So we let the, and they're too small to ruin too much with that stupidity, even though sometimes they ruin a lot, right? Like when they get into the cupboard and take the loaded gun that you keep there for intruders or whatever, right? Uh, kids are stupid, 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 stupid. So, but so tiny that they, it mitigates the level of harm that they're capable of. A, a human adult who's as stupid as a child is basically a psychopath. And that's a person that we tend to put behind bars sooner or later. But they're, you know, that's it's the time of year. It's so stupid that they don't see the dark yet, right? They don't see the darkness in them, in you, around them. They don't have the context yet. All they know is wonderful, delicious, yummy things. And all the things that I dreamed of all year, I'm getting at least one or two of those things. So we just watch them and it's nice. It's nice to do that. And, and then we just, we are the ones that hold the burden of the darkness at bay. That's our job as adults. We do that and we just keep it so that these little bright lights of stupidity just can bounce around overlay you know overlaid over our darkness our dark velvety nighttime darkness the dark void of the night sky that's you as an adult that's why you should never feel bad about feeling bad about the holidays this you know what i'm saying this is a hopeful happy message that i'm trying to convey to you is that you should feel you should like revel in the fact that you are so aware of what's happening right now and you around you the clock is ticking you know, doom surrounds us. And, and so, yeah, feel it. Look at it. Don't look away. And then at the same time, you got these bouncy little stupid lights just jumping around on you. Like the, it's just like the night sky. It's just like it. The children, the lights, they bounce on the, the adult world, you know, of night and darkness. And stars truly would only look good on a dark background. That's why the night sky is so beautiful because it's tiny little lights, tiny little lights of, this, of suns that are far away, right? Many of them have already died by now. We just see the light. And that light contrasted with that dark night sky behind it is beautiful. And I think it's because psychologically it reflects what's happening with us. It's beautiful. We're beautiful. We are monsters. It's beautiful here. This is a beautiful, dark place. And the only thing we can do is try to figure out ways to make it a little less dark, if you so choose. If not, carry on, because you're just carrying on with the, the dictates of this world that eats itself over and over and over again. Over. That's why our most ancient important symbol is the Ouroboros, is the snake eating its own tail. We, that's what, that's what this existence is. Eat, 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 eat. We are Pac-Mans, you know? I don't know what the ghosts represent for us, but it's pr probably all of the apex predators that we have defeated along the way to get where we are now. 
And, you know, and there's no guarantee that we'll even stay on the top. So might as well enjoy it while you're there. So yeah, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Reflect in these dark winter solstice days. I guess it's just one day, but it's the longest, darkest time of the year. Just revel in it, man. Think about it. It's kind of like watching Tim Burton movie, but with higher stakes because you're in it. You know, even people like you deserve a place in this holiday. I don't like the whole thing where they lump together people who are really at risk of uh, self-harm at this time and people who are just going through a seasonal depressive disorder episode. And then the culture that grows from, you know, it's like, it's not the same thing. Okay. If you want to hurt yourself, you know, there's like, go find help. If your thing is like every year in, year out, you feel upset about how sad you get now. You shouldn't. You're sad because it's logical to be sad right now. And that's not all you're going to feel, right? You're more complex than that, right? You're going to have moments, you know, where the eggnog gives you a nice little kick. It's a little upper for a little while, right? Maybe a little Adderall, maybe a little white wine. You know, there's kind of booze a little bit, drift, think about things. It's a good time for that. Nobody should feel bad right now about feeling bad. The only thing is, you know, we're all kind of at different levels of what we want to extend towards each other in terms of goodwill this time of year. Honestly, I know it doesn't seem like it, but I actually really like Christmas. I think Christmas, because of everything I just said, is really special. It's always been a special time because of that. Not because of niceness, but because of the goodwill we extend to each other in the midst of all the darkness. That's, that's what matters. That's why it's so cool. That's, that's what you should get into the spirit of. No, nothing about what's happening in the media-driven celebration of the holidays is anything that you should engage with. I think people need to just cut, cut out all that shit. Don't say Merry Christmas online. Don't talk to anybody through a platform. Like this time of year, you should, everyone should just be completely off Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and, you know, uh, what's a new one? I don't know. Uh, be real and TikTok, right? Get off it. Do we have to share our data all 365 days of the year? Can we have a break from giving these people more info about our daily habits? Can we have a day or two where we could take a little break? Or do we have to just constantly engage and then this time of year and we have to, Merry Christmas, you know? It's like, if you're gonna do it, that should be the only thing you do. But everything else you do, I feel like that's that would really truly bring back the real spirit of Christmas. If, and not just Christmas, but like the, the you know, the, the solstice, right? The whatever the hell your thing is this time of year, right? Even in, like Hanukkah's not a happy one, but it's a good one, right? It's a, it's a, I don't even think it's like one of their more special ones, but it's it's one, right? And this time of year, it's like, that's more appropriate. Is a light in the window, you know, to light the way of people lost in the dark. That's like, that is Christmas. That's, that is it. Like people should just, that it's, this should be the time of the year where where you actually don't buy anything. It's not even special to buy anything anymore. Amazon is essentially Santa Claus at this point, right? Every time you get an order, which is frequently for a lot of people because it 
it has it's a marketplace for things that are daily necessities every time you get a delivery it's as if christmas is happening right you have to you unwrap boxes you take off wrapping paper right you cut through the tape and and you do feel a little rush of excitement because uh, you got a nice goodie right and oh look at that it's soap right you put it in your bathtub but and so you know you we have christmas already we have normalized christmas to be something we low-key engage in every single day of the year. Christmas as in the consumer modern day understanding of Christmas. So don't do that. Like this should be the time of year where you don't do it then. Nobody gets anything and what you you just sit around and light candles and you and you just do good things for each other that have nothing to do with a purchase. Maybe some food or something like that. Like I I get coquito for people and I give it out. And that's something that I learned from Puerto Rican friends. And I'm half Puerto Rican, so you know, I got a lot of exposure to delicious coconut nog. So I would, I, now I make it every year, I give it to people. And that's just something that I do because that's my belief, you know? That's, that's like in accordance with what I think is, should be happening right now. And there's no other presidents, president, you know, I, I made Gene, his favorite thing, which is basically a hand-raised meat pie. I made him some pork pies. He loves that. And that's what, that's what for me is the best thing to do is acts of service for people. And that's it, right? Don't buy anything. Don't get online. Don't, don't, don't go to a store. Don't go to a department store. Don't go to a friggin, um, Christmas party at a friggin' um, you know FAO shorts or anything like that. Don't no maybe I mean if you want to go ice skating, I guess right because it's just a nice time of year for that. But I feel like this should only be activities, activities that that get you nice and warm and get you with people that you give a shit about. And if you don't give a shit about anybody, you know I don't know just uh, get an electric blanket and just lie under it in the dark right and just uh watch a movie or something but i think that's it i think it's i think that's it for christmas the way we understood it for the 20th century it's just so tainted it's so toxic at this point nobody even likes it right it's christmas doesn't even feel like something you do it just feels like something that happens to you every year and if you want proof, just look at parents. They are never so depressed and harassed looking and just anxious as this time of year. And there's stupid little kids are running around. And let me tell you something, I love kids, but the, the kids are stupid, right? And they don't know what's happening, right? So, and parents have to carry the burden of knowing what's happening and what the paycheck looks like and what we can afford and when I can retire and all this other crap and if you can go to college. Right. So this time of year, I mean, it just happens to you now, it, you know, and so I don't know. We've got to take back the feeling of something where Christmas is something that you that you happen to. Right. That you happen to be involved in, that you give to to feel the spirit of it. Right. It's it's uh, the closest phrase is goodwill towards man. That's it. Because, you know, it's a shitty time of year. And at the very least, you know, we can't have the warmth from the sun. 
So how about we have some some social warmth just for a change, just one time a year. The rest of the year, go back to bashing each other over the head for wearing a red hat or not wearing a red hat or being a furry or not being a furry or who you voted for. Kick the shit out of each other, right? But then this time of year should be that one time of year where we're all wearing red hats and that have nothing written on them. We're all wearing red hats and this time of year is when you are trying to make humanity better again. And that's it. I don't know. That's my that's my take on that. It's weird. Well, I gave people Coquito this year and it's the first time I've done it in Austin, Texas. And that was weird because this is my first time interacting with like LA people a lot more. And um, LA people are interesting because they all seem like they were former cast members of the movie Kids, you know, like Ken Park and that, what's that director's name? Um, uh, what's his name? It's, I'm looking it up right now. Larry Clark. Yeah. It's like a Larry Clark movie and everybody from LA looks like they got molested or some, some crazy shit happened when they were kids. Like nobody from LA and just generally California seems to have had, a. a non-rocky childhood. It looks like everybody's boat got rocked a little bit if they grew up in California somehow. And I, I guess that's kind of the the fallout from the hippies and the boomers, right? Because they were just all on drugs. And then if you kind of stayed on the West Coast, it's probably because you really like drugs, right? And you didn't want to you didn't want to stray too far from them and stuff like that. And then everybody else living around those people and, you know, it's just, I, I actually don't know. I don't know what the reason is. Seems like it would start from there. But honestly, I don't know. LA people just seem like they had rough childhoods. But the thing is, you know, New Yorkers also had rough childhoods, but it's different. LA seems like they had the kind of problems that Hollywood starlets get into, right? Where like every kid in California and LA looks like they were raised as a child actor, but were never famous. You know what I mean? Like they had, they were in the drug parties and the this and the that and modeling and glamor photos, but like were never on the red carpet, which I guess is worse in a way. So they're just kind of strung out or tired looking weary they have this world weary cynicism to them that doesn't come from actual world experience it's just really people using them for a long time from a young age and new york is different because new york kids that grow up there what's messed up about them is they just become aware of the mob and mob culture way sooner than other people. Like they just become aware that everything is rigged. And so the cynicism you develop is a distant one, right? You're, it's like arm's length, you're looking around you and everything is rigged. And also you're not even a part of it, right? And that's it. And so you have to, and then everything's accelerated there. So kids just live faster 
like just the days go faster. I don't know how to explain it, but that's, that's what happens when you grow up in New York, right? It just kind of, it's like a slow burn and it just kind of rings you out and takes, it take kind of, it, it's like, takes more juice out of you to live in New York. Cause every, you gotta walk faster. You gotta ramp up your hypervigilance. You gotta be aggressive. You know, everybody's parents have borderline personality disorders in New York, you know, but everyone's parents in LA seem like they were just maybe strung out or gave up or something. And that's it. They're just kind of like st- sitting on a boardwalk with their legs dangling over the side and staring at their feet, you know? Like, that's what everybody feels like over there. That's that's kind of the vibe I get. But yeah, um, giving to people that you just met is weird because they don't know why you're giving anything to them. And people who grew up in cities especially are suspicious of anyone giving them anything, especially if it's a bottle that looks like it's full of jizz which is what coconut eggnog tends to look like if you're not familiar with it, if you don't know what it is, you know? So, I don't know. Let's see how it, I hope it's well received. Some people said they liked it. Yeah, I made a really good batch this year. I used extra coconut cream, so it's pretty good. And I didn't really, I didn't really booze it up as the way I used to, but anyway. Yeah, Christmas here is fucking weird because it's also, it's like borderline desert. And so it just feels weird. There's there's no snow. There's never going to be any snow and uh, everything. And then, but there's, there also, there also, it also feels like there should be cactuses here. And then there also, there, there aren't any cacti. Is that how you say plural cactus? Anyway, so yeah, it's, it's been weird first time outside of New York. First winter, well, second winter technically, but first one where I'm just all settled and just kind of living, living somewhere. It's been pretty cool. First time, yeah. Kind of, I'm glad, I'm glad I'm here. I'd like to go maybe back to New York one day, but also, I don't really give a shit anymore. There's a lot of interesting things happening here. It seems like it's more technologically advanced here because this is like some Silicon Valley B city. So there are a lot more LED screens in regular pharmacies and things like that. You don't really see that much in New York. There's a fully automated McDonald's somewhere, I think in El Paso or something like that and a few other places, which I mean, that's dark. That's a dark concept a fully automated mcdonald's just this box you just go in you eat your poison you shove some money in a place digitally and then you just go out the back or something and try not to throw up i don't know people genuinely like mcdonald's so i don't know but it just feels like a roach motel you know it's like a roach motel for people now. There's nobody, nobody works there. It's completely, it's a completely empty box. And you just, you go in, you get your toxins, right? You poison, and then you walk out and you spread it to the rest of the population or something through diarrhea. And uh, yeah, it's kind of creepy. But it's, it's crazy because now, um, you know, McDonald's, the corporation and other companies that are at that 
scale. They're so huge that they are now able to access the kind of technology that makes their restaurant business a form of passive income. That's pretty interesting. Basically, you know, people like, like self-publishing a, a romance novel where you say uh, cock a lot and sweaty people read it and masturbate and stuff, you know, those self-published novels people just read, the smut, right? And you can publish those and, you know, you garner a few bucks here and there every time somebody purchases it, right? And that's passive income. But you got to write a whole book for that, right? And then you make and it's a mechanism and you make it you you access the mechanism of horny people looking for something to read that's text-based because that's what they get off on, right? And so McDonald's is doing the same thing but on this unprecedented scale. Crazy. Like now it's passive income from a restaurant where you don't have to go and manage it, hire anyone, or really do anything. You just let people in, and then they figure it out. Boop, 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 press buttons, and then they leave out the back door, and you're just raking in the money the whole time. That's crazy. I That's uh, pretty interesting. I wish people could do that on a smaller scale. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, yeah. That's the, you know, that's the reason why I got into sustainability, because I thought sustainable development involved coming up with really cool interesting ways to to use natural processes to automate uh, certain aspects of human consumption and experience right and i'll say that in a more simple way basically i thought sustainable development was like you know, the way they advertise it, like hydroponics, hydroponic ponds where you got fish at the bottom, but then the, the fish poop is feeding plants that grow along the top. And then those plants are what another animal grazes on. And then that animal gets eaten by another animal, you know, and it's just like you, you just make something that you need, which is fish or whatever, right? Uh, a part of nature. And so it just kind of operates by itself with very little maintenance from you required. And then you eat, everybody eat, manjare, right? And then when I got into sustainable development as a major, I realized that sustainable development really just means the climate change is gonna fuck with the resources. And so we're trying to figure out a way to really squeeze people down to a substandard of living and um, keep them alive at the same time. So that's it. It's depressing. Merry Christmas. Anyway. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. The way things go. Anyway. That's it for me for today. I don't know. I wanted to talk about something else but I've done my time for today I've spoken into this microphone and I think that's it listen enjoy your automated McDonald's happy holidays Merry Christmas Christ mass sing your carols give your presents hug your loved ones do whatever you got to do and uh, happy new year 
don't uh, try not to fall off a building or something when you're drunk and have fun. So yeah, thanks for listening to Melissa Time. You have been awesome, mostly because I've been doing all the talking and I'm really glad you came and listened to this podcast. You didn't have to and you did, so thank you. I appreciate it. Come back again soon and I'll talk to you again when that happens, okay? All right, take care out there. Bye.